0: Welcome to episode 27 of Hidden Wings and Bloodlust. And um, today I've got a guest on the show, Rodney Burris. Is that how you pronounce your name?
1: You nailed it. That was perfect. Good job.
0: Awesome. So Rodney, do you want to introduce yourself and tell me a bit about yourself and like what you do?
1: Yes, yes, yes. So thank you so much, Rachel, for allowing me to join you. I want to tell you really quickly how I found you. Yeah. I was given a challenge. And they said, Rodney, see if you can find people that are like-minded in what they do, but approach what they do in a way that's different from, you know, your own, from what you do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I didn't know what that
1: meant, right? That sounded like some like ethereal, like, I, was like, I don't even know what that means. And I just kind of put in a Google search and I, and I looked yeah. for yeah. things yeah. like life and loveliness and kind of like all of these little Beautiful terms. And podcasts came up. So I started clicking through all sorts of different podcasts, like all sorts of different podcasts. And some of them felt good, Rachel, but some of them just didn't. And I found yours. And the very first thing that I thought about was my experience that I hope to share with you today that I had about a ladybug. I never have yeah. heard of them referred to as Lady Birds. That's really very interesting.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But um, yeah. So uh, what do I do? I'm a leadership development trainer. What does that mean? So yeah. companies, organizations, businesses often have staff yeah. that they wish sometimes. Right. Not everyone. But some yeah. of us, Rachel, wish that we could just fire everybody and start over. Right. Like just wipe the slate clean and just have a brand new staff that gets it. And so, you know, the frustrating cycle of we've emailed this, we've had meetings about this, we put out policy letters about it, memos like why are the people not getting it? And so because firing everyone and starting over can be financially taxing, it can be emotionally Mm -hmm. taxing, it can tax relationships that have been built over time, that's often not the Mm -hmm. approach, right? And so how do we level them up? Leadership, Mm -hmm. development, training. And so what we do is everybody has strengths and a lot of times, Rachel, in organizations, Sometimes we're so close to the work and to the company that we are not able to see that if I took this staff member or these staff members and did a bit of musical chairs, like kind of did some switch around, they could be more functional in their delivery or uh, studies show that doing training and workshops kind of really help people come up. So that's what I provide is a huge cost saver. And I've done with teachers, Staff members, direct service workers across industries, the automotive industry, the nonprofit, educational institutions. And so that's what I do. I love my work and I'm so glad to have found you.
0: That's really cool. So it's kind of like, I suppose, I suppose it's kind of like trying to get the, the best out of the people who work for a company. Rather than just like saying that you're gonna fire them, and yeah.
1: absolutely, or yeah. what also happens, Rachel. Alternatively, we don't do anything as a company, right? Mm-hmm. And we just suffer, and yeah. we yeah. and we don't grow at all. So that's a way yeah. it kind of bridge yeah. gap. Yeah,
0: because I think sometimes it's like getting rid of the people and like putting different people in won't actually solve anything if it's like the problem with the with the organization itself. Yeah, no, I completely completely get that. So, Rodney, you had a life-changing experience with a ladybug or a ladybird. Like, when was it? Like, when did this happen?
1: Oh, wow. So, this was maybe about four or five years ago.
0: Right,
1: oh, yeah. Um, yeah, Maybe, yeah, about four or five. Man, now that I'm thinking about it, it may be even six. So, my youngest child is about seven years old. And yeah. Um, yeah. so, it happened when he was very, very small. Okay. So, this is what happened, right? This is my story, and I never get a chance to share this story. So I talk on stages all over. I'm going to be doing a ten day tour in Ghana here recently. I was oh, in wow. Costa Rica talking to a group of Americans that were in Costa Rica. So I'm not fluent enough yet uh, to deliver these trainings in different languages. But yeah. I'm all over. America has uh, 50 states. I've been to 41 of them doing these type of trainings. Right? Just yeah. all over the place. But I never get to share this story. That's why I'm just so honored to be connected with you, Rachel.
0: No, it's fine.
1: Well, this is what happened. Growing up, and I and this sounds so like cavemanish. What I'm about to say, like a ne- Neanderthal thinking. What I'm about to say, but
0: don't worry about it. It's okay.
1: A bug was a bug was a bug, right? And it was all, I was almost brought up with the idea, like reared with the idea that yeah. bugs were meant to be stepped on. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. that was their purpose. Like you see a bug, you step on the bug, right? You know, it's like, and I never thought anything about it. It's a bug. Like what do you, it's a bug. You know, it's no big deal. Yeah. I don't know what happened, but one day my little kid, was he saw a bug of some sort and he was like a little bit away from me. So he was like, daddy, a bug, you know? And I'm like, okay, stop being afraid of the bug. It's little, right? Like keep playing around, Get pick up your ball, like, come on. And he was like, dad, I'm going to step on it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. And then he either couldn't do it, or it was taking him too long. And so I went over to see what he was doing, Rachel. And he yeah. he was like two years old or something. And he had missed stepping on this bug. He had missed yeah. right, so he's like his little toddler yeah. foot, and I look and it was a ladybug, a ladybird, right? And I just had the notion that I, 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 you know ants sometimes can bite you and they sting and it causes like an irritation, yeah. or you yeah. know a mosquito can yeah. land on you and it and it bites and so like you know squash the bug, like get rid of it, right? You know bee will sting and whatever, and I just realized that. This ladybug had no intention to hurt him, although it was my son was trying to step on it more than once. It wasn't flying away. It wasn't irritated like a hornet or a wasp and coming back to get vengeance, you know, like the TV shows. told. It was just kind of existing. And Mm -hmm. I had this awareness, Rachel, like. Why kill it? Like, yeah, it's not harming. It's actually yeah. quite beautiful, right? The little yeah. shiny coat with the little dots and it's a, it's, it could crawl on you. I've had them crawl on me. They cause no yeah. problem. And something about a ladybug structure. Yeah. It, yeah. For me, it feels mm. like I'm hurting it. If I were to like, even when I was smaller myself, like it, it like the crushing is loud, audible. You know what I mean? It's like you can hear it It's yeah. some like you don't hear an ant, right? You don't hear an ant when no. you step on it. it just you know, it's no. a roach or something yeah. it's like this gone. But like a ladybug is like you're aware that you're causing damage. You know, and so watching yeah. my son go for it one more time, I kind of held him, Rachel, and I was like, son, that's a ladybug, and he said, bug, and I said, ladybug. He was like, Oh, yeah. okay. And we got really low, Rachel. We got really, really low. And I said, look at it. It's so nice. And he was like, Is it nice? And I'm like, Yeah, it's nice. It's a ladybug. Say ladybug. You know, so we're doing this whole call and response thing. And I taught yeah. him that the bug that I was like, this is a nice bug. He's like, it's gonna get me. Yeah. I was like, no, it's it's not gonna get me. Yeah. What that did for me, Rachel. Yeah. It gave me an awareness of the preciousness of life in a way that I had not yet tapped into prior to that. I yeah. was not aware that all of life is precious. Like all of mm-hmm. life. And, and not to say that, you know, a person can't ever step on a bug, right? I'm not trying to just get so rigid in my dogma. Yeah. But yeah. What, what I am saying is everything has that aspect of beauty intrinsic mm. to it. Everything does. Whether I'm able to perceive yeah. it or not doesn't take away yeah. from the intrinsic beauty therein. And I wasn't aware, like, what I'm saying it so simply to you now, but I've had years to kind of mull over this. But in the yeah. moment, it was yeah. a watershed moment. It was, yeah. it kind of bowled me over, like all of this awareness all of a sudden. Yeah. So... I just appreciated life differently, Mm. my own life. And I went through this period. You're probably going to laugh at me, Rachel. I went through this period where if I saw an insect in my home or if I was somewhere, a moth or anything, I would try to grab it and release it. This went on for years. Like this went on for, it was important to me to, I remember walking down the street and some way, somehow noticing a little creepy crawly of some sort and walking around it like <laughs> just the overture of missing <laughs> this little creepy crawly. And I don't know if anybody saw me like what did like what was he what is this guy doing? <laughs> but it was yeah. profound for me and it meant the world to me. And there were times during that period, Rachel, where um, I did go ahead and just like go against my gut instincts and just like squash whatever it was out there <laughs> yeah. you yeah, would have yeah. thought you would if you could be internal inside of me in that in those moments you would have thought that i like lied on my grandmother like you would have thought like it felt so bad i yeah I, yeah i just i felt like i offended the universe like i felt like i offended yeah. life itself and I taught my kids that you know like dad's gonna take the bug outside and it was just a space that I lived in and a ladybird Rachel taught me that
0: that's great yeah because like sometimes I mean especially like during the summer like moths come into our house and I've like spent I've spent especially cause like, you know, they'll fly around for like days and days and they'll just get trapped in there and they'll, they'll die or they'll, and you know, cause they have, they've got no, like no food in there. So like, I've spent like hours trying to get it. Like, and it's just like, and every time, every time you get close to it, it's just flying away. It's just like, I'm like, oh, I've got you now. <laughs> and like, yeah, like, and like taking, it, yeah. It's just like, and I've like, I mean, um, a few years ago, I was living in London and it gets very, very hot there because it's like a city and stuff. And there's obviously because there's more like heat there than like, and it gets very hot there. And like, I was, um, I was, I, I had to get up early the next day and like I like, it was so hot and I had the window open and I was reading and like I looked up and there was all these moths like did they just like come in like about 20 of them and I, was like, and I was like oh god I'm gonna like spend like the next half an hour like trying to get them all out of here.
1: <laughs> what happened? Why did you have so many moths?
0: <laughs> And then, as soon as I and then as soon as I got them out, then oh, oh, goodness there's no more moths. Oh no, there's like a whole lot more.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. Oh my goodness! That is crazy. Where yeah. did they all come from? Where did all these moths come from?
0: I think they came. I I don't know. I think they just they just flew in from the garden or something. I don't. know.
1: oh my what made you what what made you get into ladybirds like where where did your affinity for this beautiful creature come from
0: so I suppose like from just like from when I was a child like I've just like kind of always liked insects and especially ladybirds and ladybugs like I've I've just I don't know I just always liked them I think especially because of the spots and like as you said like the like the structure of it like the because it is a very very cute bug
1: it Um, is it's beautiful it's beautiful
0: yeah so how do you sort of you said that you went through this period where you were like rescuing insects and stuff from your house like yeah right how do you feel about insects now like do you still do that or like do you
1: yes and no Um, so um I live in a city so I live in Baltimore which is a city within the state of Maryland here in uh, the United States. And we have something called row homes or brownstones. And so I don't know if those are in cities everywhere or not, but the houses share a conjoined wall, right? So the wall of one house and the wall of the other house kind of connects down a row, right? Well, there are times, Rachel, where we have lovely, beautiful other neighbors, sometimes many, many houses down that may or may not share the same level of tidiness that the rest of us, you know, may. And so at times you might get a creepy crawly Like a whole explosion of creepy crawlies and nothing has changed, you know, in those times, like nothing would change in our day to day. Right. We kind of have like this consistent little system of how we divide chores. I have seven people in my home. Right. And so we all have like this. You take care of this. You take care of this. It's kind of like this well-oiled machine. And so that wouldn't change. And yet all of a sudden we're seeing a little creepy crawly, another little creepy crawly, another little creepy crawly. Well, the ad, as the adage goes, if you see one, there are like 10 that you don't see. If you see 10, there's like 100 that you don't see, right? Like, Because bugs kind of multiply and manifest in, in large numbers, right? And so about maybe a year ago, we had, uh, I don't know if you guys use this same word. Do you use the word roach? Do you know what that word is?
0: Yes, I know what that is. I think, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, like, we usually say cockroach. Cockroach. Right, 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 right. Yes, yes. So, yeah.
1: yeah. Out of nowhere, like, we, you see one and it's like, oh, roach. And so you kind of get rid of it. You see another one, you see, but then after a while, I have no idea, right? Because we live in such a densely populated urban environment. You don't know which neighbor it is, you know, from which direction, you know. So I have no idea what behind the wall, some house somewhere on another side may or may not have happened. But um, we started getting a bunch of cockroaches. And I did not like that, right? And so... So I went on this all out war, Rachel. I went on this all out yeah, just yeah, like crusade. Yeah. You know, like the whole bandana and the war paint and the you know what I mean, like the ripped shirt and the, you know, the camouflage pants. Like I just no, I didn't do all of that. But um I I went on a huge campaign to really just kind of rid my home of it. And we did fairly well. And every so often it's kind of like a new spring of them and you see like three or four and it's like no where are these things coming from so
0: i think like the worst yeah I think like the worst thing about them i think like the worst the worst thing about them is like they like no matter how much you clean your house like it's not to do with it being clean like once they've got established they just why they just carry on? Why is
1: that? What is going on with these guys, man? Like why is
0: that? <laughs> like you can you can put down like all of the disinfectants that you that you want and they'll just carry on. Rachel, oh my <laughs>
1: gosh. I feel so justified hearing you say that because I thought I was losing my mind. Like we would use yeah. cleaner, we would use disinfectant, we would use bleaches, we would use sprays, you know, we've done all of these things, and then you know, at some of the worst points at times, uh, we I would come into the kitchen at 3 in the morning, right? Kitchen is spotless, like you could almost hear the sparkling, like ding ding, like you could almost hear, it was almost audible and then you look down and you see like a roach like, oh no Buddy, we've disinfected and wiped this thing for three weeks straight to the nth degree. There is nothing open
0: available for you to eat. What do you, why, what do you go for? Yeah, and, and like you don't know, you don't know where they come from. Like right? you don't know, like where like, do you, it's yeah, like so we, so basically, like we had like a similar experience basically because the house I was living in, the landlord basically, um, one day there was like a problem with a the, with the shower and the, and the shower like kind of like sunk into like the, into, and like created like a huge hole like in the floor because it basically sunk into the floor and like basically the landlord refused to fix this hole and that like left a hole from here like to the outside and then like one day like we saw like, like rats started coming in and like I love, I love like, Rats and, and mice, but, like, in, in like, a proper place, like, as a pet or, like, in the wild, not in your house. And it was just, it was just a horrible, like, we had, like, such a nightmare trying to get rid of them.
1: Rachel, okay, so first of all, you, I was going to ask you, was it a rat or was it a mouse? But you it, mentioned like, yeah. both. Okay. Yeah. Then... Uh, I mean, you didn't say both, but you made a distinction that you are aware that a rat is a different animal than a mouse. Very
0: different animals. Those are different
1: animals. That's the first thing. The second thing is I would love for your listeners to believe I am the strongest guy. I'm the machoest of men. I am the bravest of them all. Rachel, if you want to see Rodney C. Burris become the most fleet of foot in me escaping and getting away, let a rat run by. Not a mouse, but a rat brings out my inner I don't know. I don't I don't know what it is that comes out, but it's fast and it's afraid and it expresses itself fully. <laughs> and I'm just out of there. I do not in I don't like being around rats. I don't like being around rats. And I can't believe that they were coming into your home. So how did you how did you fix that? Like, what did you do?
0: Well, eventually we had to get, um, eventually we had to get like the council. I think like, I think in America, you call it like the municipality to come and get rid of them. But like, but before that we were just trying to like, we like the, the landlord like refused to, to do anything. So we just like had to like try and like get rid of them ourselves. And once, like once there was a, like we caught one and my housemate was like, are you going to kill it? And I looked down and it was like squeaking and stuff and I couldn't bear to kill it. I was like, oh, I'll just, I'll just like throw it on the road. And so like, and then I said, "Right, I, I couldn't, I couldn't kill it. So I just threw it outside. It was like, why, why didn't you kill it? Like, <laughs> why did, why didn't you just, why didn't, why did you not kill it? Like, you know, like now it's just, now all it's just going to do is just going to go around and come back in.
1: Rachel, wait, so wait, wait, wait. It was caught in a trap and you let it free of the trap?
0: No, so it, it, it wasn't in a trap. It was like, it wasn't in a trap. It was like kind of, we managed to catch it. We managed, like we managed to get it. Like, and I actually can't remember now. It was, I think it, I don't, I think it was like one of those kind of like, it wasn't the, the traps that killed them. It was like the humane trap. Oh yeah, 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 like, okay, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, and then you let it go free and you just let it scamper so it could come back.
0: Yeah, I just threw it. Yeah, I just like threw it into the street.
1: <laughs> Rachel, that thing came back that same
0: night. Yeah. They, they, we, but we killed, but then like eventually the people, like there were a lot of rats. There were like there were around like four or five and then eventually like the council came and got rid of them like oh my gosh so was,
1: did were any of them like hidden in the in your home somewhere like that you never found or something like that were they only in the bathroom around the opening or did you find them in other
0: places they were like oh they were all over the place they were like they were like upstairs and like mostly in the kitchen but they were like but they were like upstairs and downstairs
1: <laughs> Rachel were, were these rats or were these were these mice?
0: Oh, there were there were rats, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. It was pretty bad. Oh,
1: my goodness. So, my wife would have us move immediately. Like, how did you get...
0: Well, we eventually did move. Yeah. It was like... It was about... When was this about? I think, like, eight years ago or something now.
1: So, I don't want you to think I'm a bad guy. But no. I don't have... Any, like, all of the ladybird love that I have is non-existent for rats.
0: Oh, it's... Yeah, same. Like, I hate... Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like, they're not good. They're, like, not a good thing to have in your house. It's like the cockroaches. They're just, like... It's one thing, like, having, like, a rat in the forest, but, like, not anywhere near your house. Like, that should not be...
1: (laughs) No. You want to know something? I've never seen a rat in the wild. I've only seen rats in very urban areas. So the area that you all live in, how is it rural? Is it suburban? Is it urban? Is it inner city? Like where, where are you kind of located?
0: So where I was living with the rat when that happened, that was like in an urban area. But like now now I'm living with my mom and that's a suburban area.
1: Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So so yeah. no rats. You have more Whoa. more humane, you know, there's parts of Baltimore that are so beautiful and calm. And you'll see, like, rabbits and bunnies hopping Mm. around. And it's like if you go a few miles over another part of the city, those bunnies turn into rats. And those rats are not hopping. They're, like, scampering. Were were they aggressive? The ones that you – when you had the shower situation, were they aggressive at all?
0: I can't – I honestly, like, I didn't really get that close to them. But I think – I think I think some of them were, yeah. So I was wondering, like, how you feel, like, about ladybirds now? Like, do you still... So
1: I had this experience when I was in Costa Rica. I got introduced to this idea about a spirit animal. I don't know a whole lot about that term or that experience mm. of spirit animals. What I have learned is... Animals, all animals have a um, demeanor, right? And so let's let's just let's just zoom in on dogs, right? Different breeds of dogs come across very differently. Some are great for yeah. children, right? Uh, I'm thinking particularly about golden retrievers and how just yeah. docile mm-hmm. and calm they are, and how. Prissy, uh poodles or cockle spaniels can be and how aggressive, you know, maybe Rottweilers or, you know, mm-hmm. some of those other dogs can be. There's a dog that I heard about um, Rachel called a Preza Canario. Preza Canario. Yeah, yeah. And I was looking it up and I just found it so fascinating. But the nickname of that dog is a man stopper. I don't know if I want to be around a dog, that is bred to be a man stopper. One of the characteristics was they were breeding it to breeding the dog to react violently to the sound of a gunshot. And I don't know how you breed in that. When I hear a loud explosion, it, it yeah. senses me. And you know what I mean? Like I hear that and I go into attack mode. But they were breeding this trait into this dog. Um, and so, like across the board, right? You have all different types of dogs that have demeanors. Well that's true for all animals right which is why probably you and I and so many of us have this relationship with rats because rats in general have a demeanor right and I'm sure if we had five pet rats we could say well this one is more friendly and this one is more such as and this one likes to sleep a lot but in general they they have an affect right and so although I don't believe at this point that um my spirit animal my kindred spirit is a ladybug I I hold a very precious space for them because mm. in a way Rachel is it was almost as if they have been a teacher for me. Like
0: mm.
1: okay I'm gonna give you an example. Um, I held elected office in Baltimore from 2010 to 2014, right? Low yeah, level. Yeah. I wasn't like the governor or nothing crazy. Just a little elected elected position. During that yeah, time, yeah. I was out walking and um, a guy, he looked really, he wasn't the most clean cut. Right. He kind of had long hair, Mm. and you know, he he was kind of a little abrasive in his approach, but he wasn't, you know, aggressive or belligerent, but he was just kind of like less than polished. Right. And he was like, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: You Rodney. Are you Rodney C. Burris? I got some words for you, man. And we ended up sitting down in the gutter
0: Mm.
1: right Um, on the curb. Do you guys say gutter and curb? Is that familiar terminology? Yes. No. On
0: the curb, we would probably say. So we sat
1: right where the sidewalk or the edge of the walkway met the street, right, Um, or the road, and we we were sitting down, and it was nighttime, and I must have talked to him for 20 minutes, but I listened a lot. I had no idea that that guy was like some highly respected activist that was often making headlines and in the news, and he would do works of art that were like protest statements and he would put in these installments around the city. I had no idea that that's who I was talking to, right? Um, yeah. He would give me so many... so uh, He would give me a lot of accolades openly because yeah. he was like, Rodney sat in the gutter with me. Rodney sat off the curb with our feet kind of in that part of the street and Rodney sat with me. And I, I say that to say... In a way, I think that I got that. Maybe this was a this is long. Maybe this was longer than. Uh, I don't know because now that I'm kind kind of putting up the timelines, my wife and I have five children. Okay, so yeah. At this point, I remember that it was one of my two year old little boys, but I don't recall if it was the most recent one or whatever. Right? They kind of like after like, yeah. you, you know like the old adages, like yeah. the first yeah. kid. You falls off the bed and you're like, oh, and you go to the hospital and you call the doctor and you're like, doctor, my child, and you know, the second kid falls off the bed, and you're like, right, yeah. you know, like you just throw the kid over, right? You know you're what fine,
0: like, yeah, you're fine. You're fine, right? <laughs> and
1: so I don't remember exactly which kid this was, but I do believe that the preciousness of life was a lesson taught to me by Lady Bird's that has impacted my ability to talk to homeless people, to little children, to people of different Mm. ideologies and backgrounds and political affiliations, or it doesn't matter. Like, Because life is precious. And if I were Mm. them, would I view life the way they did? Perhaps, it's a good chance if I had the same experiences and information that I would. So why don't I take Mm. a moment try to put myself in that sense of, res- of shared respect and realize that life is precious. I learned that from a ladybug.
0: That's amazing. So do you think that like, how, like how do you think the ladybird came there? Like, do you think it was sent there by somebody or, or like, do you think it was sent there or do you think it was just like the right place at the right time?
1: So I'm, I'm the type of guy that's amazing. It's funny that you ask this question. I believe in providence, right? I believe yeah. that there is life beyond my physical senses, um, yeah. and I believe yeah. that there is a lot of intentionality all around us. Um, my friends know me to, with to say this saying all the time, Rachel, which is, I don't believe in coincidences. I say it all the time. I don't need to coincidence. If anything lines up and it's coincidental, it absolutely is not. And it is an indicator that I should pay attention. Hey, you see that? You see this other random thing? Mm -hmm. For example, I listen to YouTube videos every morning. I do not recall the last time I heard one of my random interviews, lessons, lectures, whatever, you know, author talks say something about the preciousness of life from a grasshopper, and that happened today. Yeah, on the yeah. day that I'm meeting with meeting with Rachel, that's not a coincidence. Yes, yeah. that's a that's yeah. an indicator to me. Like you're on the right path. Like you're you're yeah. you're sharing a message that I want you to share, and so that's very reaffirming yeah. for me. So I don't believe that it was just oh a bug, right place, right time, right time. I do <clears throat> believe that. It was meant for me, Rachel, to receive that message in that moment. I do believe had I not been teaching my child the preciousness of life, that I probably would have missed it. I do believe that had I ignored my child, you know, stumbling around, missing, the I would have missed the lesson in that, in that moment. And I do believe if it was another type of bug, of insect, yeah. Yeah. right? If it was not a ladybird, I don't think that I would have <laughs> been open to the lesson. I would have just had it been yeah. a roach, I wouldn't have it. It have missed me, <laughs> yeah. right? Had it been an ant, yeah. or it missed me. But because it was the beautiful, spotted, shiny shelled. It, it, even mm-hmm. the way that they open to let their wings flutter, like it's such beauty in how they move, yeah. you know? Some animals yeah. just move in a very beautiful way. I think about the lightness and the daintiness of a squirrel hopping across like a meadow or a field. It looks pleasant. And when you compare that yeah. to something that moves respectfully like a rat, it do, <laughs> that that visual doesn't look the same. Lady bur- ladybugs have this way of unfurling and opening and, and sharing. It's like they are experiencing life and wind and sharing in that moment. It is a beautiful expression. And I, I always believe that um, it was meant for me to learn that lesson in that moment, in that way, in a way that I can apply the rubric yeah. of that lesson to life.
0: Yeah, that's, like, really wonderful. That's so cool. Do you remember what kind of ladybird it was? Like, what, what did it look like?
1: So, Rachel, I um, I didn't know that there were kinds of ladybirds. I, I had yeah. no idea. So, enlighten me. Are there different types of ladybirds?
0: Yeah, there's actually, I mean, I think, I don't know how many there are in America, but, like, in, I think, worldwide, there are, like, six thousand different types are you serious yeah yeah yeah. i
1: had no idea
0: no I, i didn't know that at all
1: and are all of them basically red and black like that
0: i would say probably a lot of them are red and black but like we've also you also get like you also get like yellow ones and you get like there's like one type that's like blue and you get it in like australia yeah, and a lot of black, a lot of, like, reversed, like, black and red ones as well, and you get, like, um, here we've also got a type that's brown, and it's got, like, white spots instead of... Um, in, all, there's all sorts of, like, different types of ladybirds. What do they eat? Yeah. Most of them... So, like, most of them eat, like pests in the garden like so fruit they they're good like they eat these little um you know like you sometimes get like green fly or or like aphids, aphids. on your yeah
1: yeah,
0: like, yeah yeah aphids yeah 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 most of them, of them eat aphids some of them eat other things but like aphids are like a huge part of their like food source
1: so they're they're actually also helpful
0: like they are yeah
1: You know, I learned many years ago that dragonflies um, are, one, they they don't bite or sting humans, first of all. No. And then second of all, they are a number one predator of mosquitoes. I didn't know that for a long time. Yeah. And so I was taught when I was small that you don't want to get bit by a mosquito, but you definitely don't want to get bit by a dragonfly right that was like the other saying like you know you definitely don't want that one that is so not true but then two having dragonflies around is a great thing I didn't know that also having ladybugs around was a great thing I I didn't know it was good for the girl
0: it is yeah basically like I think was it, so was it like a red ladybird with like black spots? That, yeah. You know, like the
1: traditional, like, you know, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. So yeah. So that, the, the one with the seven black spots is like, I think it saves like farmers around the world, like billions of dollars. Every, I don't know. I don't know the exact. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But a, a lot of, yeah, yes. Yeah,
1: oh yeah, my. Yeah.
0: Because it, yeah, because it eats so many different pests and they're very, I don't know the exact amount that it saves, but I read an article recently that says that it's like, worldwide, it saves them like billions just because of how much it's eating.
1: I had no idea. I yeah. had no yeah. idea. Are any of them in danger? Like, are are they endangered? Are like, are we running low on any kind of ladybugs or are they, are they healthy and thriving right now?
0: So, there are some that are endangered. Like, I mean, I've talked a little bit on my podcast about some of them that are endangered. There's like last week on my show, I talked about this ladybird that lives in the North Pole and like very, very cold. And obviously, because the ice is melting, like a lot of the, the plants that it traditionally eats are in trouble and the, a lot of the plants where the where it lives on are in trouble and the aphids that it feeds on are not like and so because of that because the habitat is like declining that that means that the ladybird is also um is also kind of like um under threat as well and there's like there's a in America there are a few endangered ones i was actually going i was actually planning an episode um There's one that was called the nine spot and it was only found in like America and Canada. And it's kind of like a very pale, like orange color and they're very rare. Like, yeah, uh, they're very rare. Like and at some point, at one point they, they don't think they're extinct anymore, but at one point it was thought that they were like extinct or like almost extinct. Yeah.
1: I had no idea that it was that many different types that many different types of ladybirds ladybugs that were just out there living and Mm. protecting us and so okay Mm -hmm. so do you think that it would be wise for like i don't know elementary schools or something like that or to kind of take on cultivating or 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 would we like let me get my question together are ladybirds the type of bug that we should encourage the growth of and the proliferation of or would we tip the balance and now we have too many and then they become a pest themselves because the, the ecosystem is I think, off like
0: i think it would be a good idea because i mean they eat they largely are beneficial and they eat pests and stuff so i think it would be a good idea obviously and i don't really think that they would get to be a point where there were too many because like you know there's still I don't really think it would get to a point where there were too many because like lots of people for example use like sprays and stuff in their gardens and like and also there's just like there's just not in there's you know like the climate is 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 changing and stuff so I think like it I don't think they wouldn't necessarily become rare but I think that I don't think it would be, I don't think it would get to the point where there were like overwhelming We're everyone. too many.
1: We're too many. I have yeah. one question yeah. for you, Rachel, before we get out of here. I know we're coming to the change of the uh, the middle of the hour and I'm going to jump into another meeting, but I had one no. question for you. I was so fascinated when I came across your podcast and, and the description and just to kind of hear like we are sharing lovely stories about such a lovely insect that has been a great neighbor for humanity for like years. You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. it's beautiful to see. It's pleasant to experience. Like you get the benefit, all little insects that crawl on you feel nice, but you never know if one might bite you or, or whatever. Is it poisonous or, you know, certain caterpillars. Singing, are poisonous. Yeah. But ladybugs yeah. give you the ability to experience that and have no problems. And, So I love like the goal of your show and the focus of your show. If you could impact any one particular outcome through Mm -hmm. this platform, what would that be? What would be that one impact that you would love your platform to be able to have in this world?
0: That's a really good question. I think possibly... The um, I would basically like it for people to, I suppose, because I think I think even though most people really love ladybirds and ladybugs, like I think that there are still a lot of people that like because I suppose because they because it's an insect they think oh my god it might it might be dangerous or whatever and so and so I think I would actually like to think that um that my show has like kind of made people more curious about about ladybirds and like want to yeah like want to protect them and like see their their benefits like as a as you said like as a as a cuz i mean i think when you when you find a ladybird it will just it doesn't try and bite you or like try and get away it can it just it just likes to sort of it sort of crawls on you and stuff and it's just it's really nice but i think Unfortunately, maybe because of like the society that, that we're in, like not everyone always understands that. I might maybe like it if more people understood that. Right. Yeah.
1: So if we could kind of spread that message and if we if, yeah. if everybody could have my experience, right? Of course I would think this, but if we could teach younger and younger generations, Rachel, that yeah, when you encounter a ladybug. Let that be an indicator to you that life is beautiful and precious in all shapes and forms.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: If we could teach that to three-year-olds, to four or five-year-olds, by the time they become seven-year-olds or seventh graders or whatever that may be, Mm -hmm. 17-year-olds, we Mm -hmm. would be producing year after year generations of people that just value life a little bit differently than some of us that came before, I would love to perpetuate that message. I would love to kind of be a part of that. So keep me posted.
0: Are there, like, many opportunities for people, like, in Baltimore to, like, sort of get out and experience nature? And, like, are there, like, sort of community projects and <laughs> yes, gardens and,
1: and yes stuff? Yes and no. Baltimore is a inner-city urban place. Um, so we yeah. have... Yeah farming we have like some inner city farms but i don't oh, wow. know okay. yeah they're small there there are small little plots that have ca- that are carved out of you know whatever and most city folk here think that venturing out into the woods like it's just rife with allergies and itchiness mm-hmm. and bugs and everything that's ungood right and so yeah yeah. I think utilizing the ladybug to mm. be the slow, warm, friendly introduction that yeah. life, yeah. nature, and things that look and feel different than us and their creepiness and their crawliness, right, mm. is still beautiful. It's still pleasant. And so if you know of any programs that are in America that – I could introduce so I work with a lot of school boards and particularly the one here in Baltimore I would love to be a part of especially as we are coming out of the quarantine phase of of life yeah and people are going to want to get outdoors a little bit more and experience things perhaps engaging with ladybirds could be one way to do it
0: that would be really I don't know what there is in America but I know that there's like there's a project, you know I was talking about like the endangered ladybirds. There's a project called the Lost Ladybug, the Lost Ladybug Project, and it talk and it's basically about conserving the endangered ladybugs. And maybe I can find the link and send it to you like after the show.
1: I will blast it out to my networks. I will blast it out and I will tag you and say like, you know, I got this from Rachel and yeah. So let me know.
0: Definitely. Yeah, that would be really because I mean, obviously, because I don't live in America. I don't know like what there is. You don't live in America?
1: Your accent (laughs) sounds so you sound like a (laughs) Yankee. I don't
0: know. Yeah, like (laughs) so I'll definitely have a look out and see what there is. And I'll obviously let you know and post it to you.
1: Rachel thank you so much I'm going to get ready for it is going on 1 30 here and I'm going to get ready for my next one but thank you so much oh, for inviting me and having me
0: no thanks so much for coming on it's been a lot of fun so yeah
1: let me know via email what any of our next steps should be and how I can be a part of like getting the episode out or when you're going to be posting it or any of that and
0: yeah
1: I would love to this absolutely
0: in
1: awesome thank you so much Rachel